Hi everybody, it's me, Jessica Lahore, and we're back with another Jess Talk, where today we are covering hosting and co-hosting in the drag world. But before we get into this episode, per usual, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, hit the bell for notification, you know the drill, and Jess Talks are streaming on all platforms. So, co-hosting, let's talk about it. Attention the whore, attention the whore, attention the whore, attention, attention. Here I am walking down the street, seeing all the boys trying to take a peek. Shorts pulled up, a chest upright. Come on, boys, just take a bite. Look, but don't touch, spin it round and round. All right, everybody, for today's Just Talk, we are going to talk about hosting and co hosting in the drag world. Um, and I just want to talk about my first experience okay uh i don't think anybody's ever prepared to really host their first show and you kind of do a lot of trial and error to make sure what jokes have you heard if you haven't heard anybody host on the microphone what does that mean for you like how people run their shows and i think that other hosts and even people that have a desire to host are always watching Always listening to little nuances. I get asked all the time, you know, you get inspired by other hosts to build your own unique perspective on your hosting style. And you kind of see what kind of jokes intermingle just because they always land. Um, I feel so tall. I feel like I gotta adjust like a child here. Eh. Few moments later. Eh. Oh, much better. Um, and so my first hosting experience, um, 10 years in the business, my first hosting experience was actually at a show uh, called The Dollhouse. Um, it was produced by Lady Fatale, Menage a Trois, and Sanal Raylene. It featured Crystal Towers, Mona Lisa Van Cartier, and this was an all-black produced black show. It was amazing. Um, really great, really great audiences, venue. It was the little martini bar after bar off of Cremeria. Anyway, my first hosting experience was uh, the producer, Lady Fatale, saying, I don't want to host. And the other girls didn't want to host either. And so she gave me the mic and I started hosting. And it was probably awful. It was probably really awful. I think I just went through it really fast. Um, but I kind of realized at that point I liked being on the mic. It's like a superpower. If you're a good MC, and there are a lot of great MCs in Colorado, but I consider myself in that same branch of like some of the really great drag MCs. Um, there's just a nuance to it between your inflection, your energy level, um, the vibe that you give off. And so when I did that first one, I think there was just something that made me want to do it more. Maybe I like the sound of my own voice. I've heard people shadily say that before. And I guess it's part true because what, what host doesn't like hearing them talk on the mic a little bit? You gotta, you gotta get used to it. And uh, so that was my first hosting experience. Then I started getting into producing and hosting. Then I started getting into hosting shows by myself. And hosting a show by yourself versus hosting with a co-host is very different, okay? And um, with a co-hostship, I really think that you need to have uh, like a, a leader and then like the, the, the follower. And I don't mean that in terms of who's a boss and who's in charge, but I think that there always has to be one of the two in some way that brings it what I call trains back on the track, okay? Like we had our laughs, we had our fun, uh, we told some jokes, and we are recognizing in the audience they're ready to keep the show going. So there's gotta be that person that's like, oh my God, that was so funny. Now, are you ready for this next performer? Or here's your next number in bingo, whatever that is. And I think that's a co-hostship. If you have two people, 
and none of them want to drive that role, the show gets really frustrating sometimes as another producer or host or audience member. If I'm sitting in the audience and there's two of, of those types of hosts, which it's really fun, but you, you get to that point where you want it to come back to the experience just a little bit. Um, and... Uh, there's also like you can tell as an audience or a host member like is your host too drunk too high too intoxicated just completely not there people can tell when you're in an audience perspective of what your host is is how they're talking how they're they're interacting with people if they're mean like if they're just being mean to be mean um, you can tell and so that co-hostship is really important but also to me doesn't work when you have two of the the train drivers two drivers and you're going to notice a little bit of tension, just a little bit. Now, that doesn't mean that one is more submissive. It means that everybody's energy levels and everybody's like comedic pairing, like the meshing of a good co-hostship is something that I love. I have my list of like 20 co-hosts and some of them I've been co-hosting with for 10 years. There's nothing unmatched than a co-host ship that has history like that and you know how to play off of each other that's when you have two people that are driving and two people that are also the passenger like getting it up onto the track that is that is such a good pair felony misdemeanor crystal miss zara uh coco bardo um Lulu All Night, Electra Dupree, uh, Chloe Katz, I think is an amazing host. Um, Chris Agana is really great. Uh, Gila Moonstar, Cat Danger. Uh, I could keep going and going and going and going. Um, but each of them have their own little nuances of what they do. And I, and you know, you have powerhouse hosts, you have like confident hosts, you have people that give you a different niche. Like you don't always have to be the same type of host. Um, I think it's really cool to see, but that mesh, oh, when you're in the audience and you watch a mesh of like the perfect co-host ship, it is orgasmic. It is so funny, such a good time, uh, and it always just makes for the experience. Now, host, hosting solo is not in everybody's car. It's not everybody I think should be on a microphone. Um, there are people that are just not funny. Just gonna say, there are some people that are just not funny and I get drag delusion some of you are probably sitting there and being like well Jessica's not funny either she doesn't realize it no there's just a difference I get I may not be your cup of tea but I'm not delusional but there are just some people that are just not funny you hire them to host a benefit sometimes not really I can't do it sorry you can keep this this is shady as hell um, and then there's some hosts that are just their their personalities being mean like i'm the cunty drag queen on the microphone but they do it in a way that makes me uncomfortable there are some hosts that i i personally can't co-host with because i don't resonate to that type of humor i don't go up to people and say oh you're a stupid fat bald bitch <laughs> like that's not funny to me that's just not my style um i like to make people feel good as they're leaving the show in some way um so that's another hosting style I don't like. Oh, let's go into hosting pet peeves. Can we talk about that? I hate, I hate, oh, I hate um, the one and only announcement. Every host announces different entertainers in different ways. The way that I like to host is I take something unique and special that I actually like about the performer. Um, they, one of the best lip syncs in town. They give you body, yadi, yadi. They are stamped for the gods. They tear up the stage. Something unique to that performer that 
fits, you know? Give them that shout-out. Give them that moment. But when everybody in your cast is the one and only, yeah, we know. We know they're the one and only. Why? Because there's only one person. It'd be dumb if there was another drag entertainer in the same name. Yeah, the one and only. We're all the one and only. We're the one and only. And I appreciate it. But if you choose to... Sorry, I'm very passionate about this. If you choose to use the one and only, give it to one entertainer in your cast it just makes it seem like so impersonal and it's so generic boring yawning sloppy like if you give it to every all six of your cast members yeah they're the one and only but pick the one that you should give that like legend don't call everyone a legend not everyone's a legend some of you give it out just for the hell of it anyway but now, like, be cognizant of that. Announce your cast how you would want to be announced if you were in the show. How do you want to be introduced? Give me something. A little bit of, like, a personable thing, a talent thing, a look thing. Give me some. Give them something to hype up and be like, ooh, I want to know. The one and only. The one and only. Yeah, the one and only. The one and only. Yeah, we're all the one and only. Um, I hate I hate a drunk or high like overly like I hate a I can't control myself under the influence uh, host and it's obvious they start speaking in tongues <laughs> they're trying to explain bingo and they're like <laughs> you know they just they just don't make any sense and it's frustrating you can tell people are uncomfortable in the audience it's upsetting me in my home girl uh, yeah I want to be able to understand you and whatnot that's it. I think that it is imperative that you can actually host the show. The only time I say you can host a show fucked up is on your birthday. If you're hosting an event on your birthday, sure, you can be drunk as shit on the microphone. Why? Because you're going to tell them 30 times that you're celebrating and they're, they're going to get on page with you. It's very different. But it, otherwise, give it to somebody else. Somebody can step in or just control yourself. When it's your birthday, I feel like people are like, oh, let me do a shot. Yeah. Let's take a shot it's like your one pass. Like, you're, like, have some fun. It's okay. Um, other hosting things. Ooh, um, pet peeves of mine. I do not like when the audience is not, like, guided for the experience. Like, the host will come out and they'll be like, Hey, I'm so-and-so. Welcome to the show. Your first performer is blank. And in that case, I think that's okay if they had done an announcement prior. But every show, treat it like everyone is brand new. People could be every show ever to exist in drag. You should still make the announcement of noise, tipping, love, uh, consent. Um, you should be putting those things into cheering, shouting. You should always tell them, this is how the show's going to go. This is what I need from you. And it sets the first entertainer up for success. Your energy level sets the show up for success. You are the captain of the ship. Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. Of a solo show, a solo host show. Like, you are the captain. And if you're by yourself and there's no other entertainers, you have to learn to fill up to two hours of times. And I call them just, uh, just flick specials. Because I feel like I'm doing a little Netflix stand-up special with performances in it. And I run a one-woman show. I have that in my back pocket in case my co-host has to cancel. They get sick. I can't find someone to fill the, the position. And I'm okay with that. It challenges me to be different. Um, I think if you're a host and you work a lot all over your city, I think that you should consider uh, making even the tiniest 
special, unique hosting thing for each show that you host. For example, the way that I host my show in Fort Collins is more personable. Um, we do a, a direct Q&A every single time. Uh, it's very family-oriented. When I'm down here at Brunch and Hamburger Mary's, I'm just worried about you all partying, you all getting crazy, you all having fun, and you getting fucked up, and we all just dance and like have the best time ever, okay? And then when I'm hosting regular late-night shows, I don't try to be really funny. It's packed in a bar. I can make a joke here or there, but my goal is not to make you laugh. My goal is to, to make you have the best show experience. And you're sitting there. We interrupted your dancing to put on a show for you on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. So let's do it. Like, I'm going to tell you, I want to get you drunk. I have free shit to give you drink tickets for shots. You know, we're going to have amazing drag entertainment. Three quick things I need you to know, like you make it short, sweet so that they understand kind of where you're coming from. I think that there's something like that for all, for all hosts. Hosting moments. Oh my goodness. Uh, I think that I've grown so much as a host uh, ingraining inclusive language into your hosting will help you become a better MC. Um, to the best of your ability, you know, acknowledging the whole crowd. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why I whispered when I did that. Um, I, I think that it's it's important to have inclusive language when you're at any kind of event that could be queer um, and ingraining that into your head. Trying to use jokes that aren't hurting people um, like negatively impacting them or make sure that every, like they're in on the joke, that they're not the joke. You know, people are laughing with them. Everyone's having a good time, but they're not leaving feeling worse about themselves. Oh, that's, it's the worst thing. Like you're supposed to bring joy to performers, even the little, or to audience members, even a little bit. Um, how do you deal with terrible crowds? Ooh, ooh, hosting a terrible crowded show is exhausting it is draining and if you've ever hosted solo or with a duo it is just it just almost sucks the life out of you because you're giving your all and you you're not bad at what you do but that audience is just not there they they don't give a shit and no matter what you do any of your nuances whatever you try it's just not clicking okay um and those are hard moments because for most of it, you're like, oh, fuck this shit. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to host the same way. And other times you give them the same kind of show. Like it sucks, but that's part of life. You never know if you're going to have one person or a thousand people in the room. You're never going to know if the crowd's going to be amazing and love every number you do, if they're going to be judgy and hate everything you do for whatever reason. Um, maybe they're tired. Maybe they're hungover. Maybe they aren't entertained. Maybe they're bigoted. Probably a lot of bigots out there that go to these shows. Um, it just depends. And so I think that's something to like always prepare for as a host. Oh my God. Uh, putting myself in front of the mic. Every time I was in front of the mic, you take chances and you try different things. You arrange different things in your head. You have a Rolodex. Like I love the idea of having a Rolodex of what I know will work and when I should say it and the, and the inflection and the nuance of how I say it. It, it. It's just a little learning process, just like with makeup, with performances. Oh yeah, I got better by just constantly practicing. Constantly practicing. Um, that's the best way. And ooh, one of my favorite things, I'm like a host scout. I can feel in my soul when somebody is going to be a good MC, but they just haven't done it yet. And they're, uh, they're like, they need that little push. 
like, hey, hey, you should host this show. And a great example is Coco Bardot. And if you ask her, uh, I, I respectfully harassed her for maybe two years. I feel like it was like a year to two years. And constantly said, hey, do you want to co-host? you want to host this? you want to host? And no, 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 I don't host. I don't want to be on the mic. Finally got her to do a brunch with me. And she just took off. Now she's hosting every goddamn thing. Um, I love anyone that you see with me with brunch. Like, I love finding that secret gem. Hosting is hard. Being a good host is hard to find. Like, and not just a good host, but like a great, fabulous host is really hard to find. And uh, that's not to knock anybody, but I just have a taste and a craving for that host. And I usually can pick them out or encourage them to try it on a microphone. It's really cute. So I'm very good at finding a good host, or at least trying out who I think could be a good host. I love a, lo- a loud mic. I hate, I'm a loud bitch, but I need that mic to be boosted the hell. I want people to be annoyed by how loud my microphone is. That's partially because I can't hear for shit. That's also because it keeps people engaged and awake, and I love doing different tones. I have, yeah, different nuances for my hosting. That's a whole different video. Um, hosting and co-hosting. That's all the thing I got. So let me know down below what you'd like to see for more Just Talks in the future. Um, And tell me what you think. What are your views on co-hosting and hosting your solo shows, your group shows? And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Attention, Hi, little whores. It's me, Jessica Lahore. And did you know that I'm on Cameo? That's right. Cameo is a platform where you can get personalized messages from me, the biggest whore in all of Colorado. Whether it be a birthday sing-along, a bar mitzvah, a congratulations on your new job, a congratulations you didn't get pregnant, I'm your whore for the message. So follow the link below, click it, and book your next cameo to surprise your best friend, your grandma, your family member, or any other little Lahore fan out there. Come on, book them now.